With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. You're listening to the IFL TV podcast in association with Lonsdale MTK Global, sponsored by William Hill. This is Umar Ahmed for IFL TV, proudly sponsored by Everlast. First time at the uh, lovely estate of Billy Joe Saunders. Stress as always, mate. Stress, a lot going on, but we're getting there. We're getting there, Umar. Kids running around causing havoc. As always, as always, without a doubt. It's uh, part of the game. Bet they're keeping you busy. Very busy, mate. Very, extremely busy. Yeah. They're keeping me on my toes, let's just say the least. And the horses, the houses, the watches. That's another thing, yeah, that's it's more headache and stress to be honest. <laughs> the cars. <laughs> I mean when's it when when is it when is it all when's the stress gonna stop? You tell me, Emma. I mean you live a you live a good life. No stress. How do you know that? you know, you was out last night, up this morning, this videoing. You got a good life. Everyone has stress though, don't they? I think everybody has stress, don't they, to a certain point. I think stress comes of life, mate, like I say. I think I'm a very big believer that in life that, you know, we're not here for a long time, are we, to be fair? Life's very short, so uh, you've got to make it the best you can while you're living. And whatever that may be, whatever job you may do, you just got to get on, we're all dealt different cards, it's just the way we play our hand, and I think that, you know, you have to, you have to stick in sometimes in life for a bit of a break. So what are you doing with your life at the moment? At the minute, um, I'm just, as you can see, just, you know, I've got horses here and I'm just into my horses at the minute and having a bit of time with my boys and bits and bobs and just, just living life, to be honest. I mean, I've never really lived life, to be fair. I mean, I haven't been in the gym since I boxed. I haven't been in this gym. I've got a gym here, I don't use it, really. The kids use it. Hmm. Does Billy Joe Saunders need boxing in his life? I think that... You know, the, the problem is with fighters, you know, when they finish boxing, you know, I see, um, I see the weekend, the IBO champion, and he's back on, he's back working straight away. Um, oh, fucking, I know him, what's his name? It's just what he, for MTK, 
he won the he boxed on the Leeds beer, won the IBO. Oh, Maxi Hughes. Maxi Hughes. Do you know what? I completely left my mind, young Maxi Hughes, you know, and that's you know, he's on such a high there, then he goes back to reality and he probably needs that job to keep him you know, to keep a mix. Because with boxers there's not an in between. Some boxers, you know, they do the job, they do the work, and then they go from there to there. Some, you know, has to do something in the middle to keep a balance. And my balance really is animals, kids, just enjoying life, really. Like, enjoying myself. Like, when I say enjoying myself, not thinking about boxing. So it's been a healthy break from boxing, yeah? Very good. Yeah, I think every fighter needs, I think every fighter needs a break. You know, it's good to stay on it and stay in the gym and stay fit and stay active and this and that, but realistically it's just a fight, isn't it? No matter how long you have out, how long you don't, it's, it's, it's just a fight. So sometimes you need to f completely forget about it to see if you do miss it a little bit, you know? Whether you fight again or not, will you stay in boxing? Uh, obviously I've got, you know, a very good management team behind me, MTK, and I know there's always something there for me to fall back on, to be fair. MTK has been very good because, you know, every single day, when I boxed, it was, you know, that was on to every member of staff was all, are you all right, do you need anything, this, that, you know, when I was out there, do anything need sorting out, out in Texas and bits and bobs, and they're very, very good, very supportive, so I know there's always something for me to fall back on with, with a, with like a job as a management role, I've got three fires now, um, so I always know that there's always a spot for me at home, and that's MTK because, you know, without a shadow of a doubt, I wouldn't be where I'm at now without them, really. And uh, I can only thank them for it, the best management company I've ever seen. For the reason that, you know, it's, it's, it's to sometimes you look at the small stuff, not the big stuff. And uh, it's, good to, it's, good to, it's good to know that you are appreciated. Okay. So, going back to the Canelo fight, walking in front of 80,000 people, hostile environment, you didn't seem phased one bit. Is that how you felt? Just another fight? Do you know what? It was one of them that, not one minute did I get nervous walking in. It was like I was enjoying the moment, like enjoying it. And uh, it was a very, very good experience, like I say. Uh, mind games and fun all along the way, entertainment. It was good, I enjoyed it. Okay. And your performance itself? I think that, you know, Coot, the fingers of me, Omar, I never make excuses. Every camp, you don't go for about niggles and injuries and bits and bobs. The complete bottom line of it is this. I got beaten by the better man on the night. You know, people can say, oh yeah, you was up here, we had your level here, but the main thing is winning. And Canelo won. And that you can only give him, listen, I'm, see, if I get beat by the man, better man, I can always live with that. And on the night, it was a better man, you know? So that's all I can say. But with, with the love of it still, I loved, like, when I, when I was in there, it was just like, it was like another day at the office, really, for me. I was in there and just walking through, no nerves, no nothing, just going in there. And it was, it was a very, very good atmosphere, even though it was against me, but it was still good atmosphere. I know you won't take much from this because winning means everything to you, but out of all the Brits that have fought Canelo, it seems like you had the best... I know Amir Khan had a really fast start, as you'd expect, but you had serious moments in there. Um, yeah. Do you take anything from that? Do you know what? When I was in there, I've boxed all my life since I've been five. When I, when I was in there, 
I felt like after six, I thought, do you know what? I can feel the pace. I could feel him trying to drop the pace with his kids and faints. I could feel his pace dropping. And I thought, I was just growing more of confidence. But what I kept doing was one thing, and I always, I always like, it's like snooker. You see all the great players, you can pot a ball, but then they think four, five, six shots ahead. And he let me get away with minor stuff at the beginning. Minor stuff. And he capitalised on it. I kept going one way, one way, one way. I thought, right. And then in the end, I sort of got a little bit like careless sort of thing because I didn't find no freaky power. I didn't find no, I didn't, I didn't find something in there that really shocked me, you know. But he ended it with a good shot. I mean, as soon as, it, when I got hit with the shot, as soon as I got hit with that shot, I just thought to my own self, right, you, you wobbled here or something. I thought my legs were gone or something. But... I was bouncing around for like 10 seconds and I realised, right, you, your leg's not, then I just felt, bam, all this went like numb and I could feel it like caved in a bit. And so all I can remember was ducking and hearing whistling air going past. And, uh, you know, like I say, it was a good shot he finished with and, and great, great fighters find great, find great ways to win. And he's a great fighter, he's a good fighter, I take my hat off to him. So the only thing I can say is that on that night, a better man won. You felt comfortable in there with him though, didn't you? I felt very comfortable, yeah. I felt very, very comfortable. At stages too comfortable. But boxing, boxing's about staying switched on for full 36 minutes. You know, you've got to be, you've got to be switched on full 36 minutes. All these young fighters, you know, you get to a certain level, you grow in confidence and you think, yeah, and then, you know, you, you can't afford to switch off in the ring against anybody really, especially not at the elite level. That shot where it marked your eye up and, and broke your cheekbone eventually, he um, was looking for that shot all night, you could see. Did you switch off and make a mistake there? I just don't, I think, I don't think I switched off and made the deliberate mistake to go there. I just think that he worked his game plan to force me into that mistake, really. And you can only get away with it so long. I remember Ben was saying dip to the left as well, but I was dipping to the right, he was saying like, switch, give it, give it both looks. And in hindsight, that's what I was, I was doing that, but I was, I was trying to avoid, obviously, the, the backhand uppercut or the straight down the back, down the pipe. But, look, he's been in with the greats. He's, a, he's the biggest name in boxing. And, you know, I had an opportunity. You know, the opportunity for me didn't work out the way I wanted it to work out, but, you know, I'm, I'm happy with life how it is. Okay. Do you think you were a bit one-paced in that fight? I started slow. Slower than most, slow, slower than I ever started because I knew that they wanted me to start fast. So I, I, I started real slow, but I knew I had to have a, a grand slam finish. So I didn't really want to push the pace too early soon because pushing the pace too early soon, you know, it, it would have been like a, a tough last four rounds, three rounds. So I knew that I had to say, right, you save some gas now because at times I knew I had to fight fire with fire sometimes, didn't I? You had about, I think, 90 seconds to kind of survive once that shot landed. Um, what was going through your mind then? Just survival? Do you know what? I was on the back foot. I was on the back foot completely, and I couldn't see it on this eye at all. Could not see a thing, not nothing. I, I swear to God, I saw three. Yeah, and I thought, fucking hell, like, and I was just moving around. And as soon as that bell went, I could hear Ben, as I was walking back, I could hear Ben saying, it's over, it's finished, it's done. Four even set down, and uh, I agreed with another member of the corner men to go out for one more round. Switched off, like so I switch, but 
Listen, like I say, look, it was it was rightly stopped. You know, it was rightly stopped. Listen, we've seen so many injuries in boxing, and when I got to the hospital, it was at the back of the retina, and there was a bit of my cheek split split off what could have set at the back. So if it pierced it, then I would have been blind in one eye completely. Listen, we're in a sport, aren't we? Like I say, we've seen so many deaths in boxing and so many severe injuries and bits and bobs, and that's the reason why, you know, you have a good cornerman in there. Let's clear that up then, because obviously Mark Tibbs and Ben Davidson have both gone on record um, since the fight and, and stated what they believe happened in the corner. Just tell us what happened, Bill. Look, I don't want to get back into Mark and Ben's little tiff, but, you know, for me, for me, I felt I had my best, the best interest I had. I was going to go out for one more round. And um, why? Because I, I, you know, I, I said, look, I'll have one more round. I'll switch. And me and a, a corner man, you know, agreed on that. But you know, Ben did, Ben did say to me in the corner, it's over, it's done. And he was saying to me, look, you get a rematch off this. You know, you get this. He sort of like taught me, took me around. And I was obviously I was disappointed and guided, but. You know, that's the only really, that's all I want to really comment on that because, you know, Mark does his thing, Ben does his thing, and, and I don't really want to be caught in the middle of them to go and add it. I'll see a couple of videos, but, you know, the main thing what I will say is when I was in that hospital, you know, Ben was straight up there. Ben was there straight away, and, and obviously Tom, my dad, and two of my mates. So really, when you look at, boxing's are really like a prostitute game, isn't it? Because when you look at someone in hospital or something like that, you think, you know, it's all well and good, everyone there as, as a team and bits and bobs, but when you, when you really find out who's who in situations like that, and it's not about, it's not about boxing then, it's not about money then, it's not about anything, it's about loyal, being loyal. Mm. And, uh, you know, I can only say, like, I mean, like, you, I expected to see who I seen there, you know? Okay, I get that, I get that. How is the eye, Bill? Yeah, healing up good, healing up good. They obviously, they went through my mouth, through there and through there with the operation. Um, I've got another checkup. When's the other checkup? November time, December. Yeah, yeah I, think, yeah, I think the end of November, so I'll have one more checkup and obviously it's, uh, it goes from there, but it's healing up good, like I say. It's all healing up good and you know, I can, I can see, that's the main thing. Absolutely, that is the main thing. There was a, a lot of social media talk, obviously, after the fight, and a lot of fighters as well, saying, oh, Bill's quit here, etc. So what do you kind of say as a response to those people who, who are saying you quit, and especially as you just said, you wanted to go for, for one more round? I think people's always gonna have their, people's always gonna have the two pence worth, but the main thing is, like I say, if I wanted to go down on one knee and surrender in that ring when I couldn't see him with a broken eye socket, it could have easily been done. Um, I went over a minute, still carried on. And, you know, that's the reason why you've got good people around you to protect you in times like that, because sometimes fighters need protecting from themselves. But as for quitting, I think anybody who knows me personally completely knows what sort of character I am. And they know that's not in me, ever. You know, look, I can say I got beat by the better man, seven days a week but quitting i'll just let that go over me because i know the situation i know the situation the things that people's been through in the sport you know we see that woman die not recent well not so long ago that young girl um we see another fire severely injured in the ring and you know you get some of these these fighters who sit back who's probably never even going to be british champion having their opinions you know so they're entitled to their opinion they can have their opinion but 
I know my own self, like I say, it's not about reputation, it's about your character. And if you know your character, then you've got nothing to worry about. Okay. Bill, people will say, obviously, the, the comments you made about Daniel Dubois after his fight with Joe Joyce. So, what do you say to that? I did, listen, when people say the comments I made about Daniel Dubois, I never for once... Daniel Dubois, listen, he's a young, hungry, good fighter. I like him. I like Daniel a lot. And Daniel made his own decision. I didn't make my own decision. You know, you, you got called a man for a reason and, and you got fighters, like I say. With Daniel, I don't know the, the extent of the trouble or, or, or how bad the eye was, but that's all I can say on that matter is that I make, I didn't make a decision myself. You know, my corner man made a decision. So Daniel's got his own reason. Not saying that, you know, Daniel's, Daniel quit because I know what it's like to have that pain. You know, I know what it's like to go through that sort of injury, and it's a bad injury. So, like I say, look, to fight at that sort of weight, the heavy weights as well, you need both eyes. So, like I say, he'll come again, and I believe he'll be world champion. But what you're saying is that you wouldn't go down on your knee on your own? I could have easily went down on my knee on my own, because I, I generally couldn't see a thing. But, like I say, some fighters, you know, with, with, to be fair, my, my argument of that is probably I'm lighter and I'm better on my feet than Daniel, probably. You know, but you know, like I say, he, he'll have his reasons, and, and I've got mine. But you know, he's a good fighter, and I believe he'll be world champion. Okay, um, Bill. So, what is the situation now in terms of with Dazone and Eddie? And if you do fight again, you remain with them. Listen, uh, it's one of them. Like I say, look, I'm not really worried if I box again. Not really worried at all. If I don't ever box again, it don't really bother me. I mean, I've got good people around me. I've invested my money well. And, you know, I'm not really worried if I ever, you know, obviously people miss the buzz and miss the fact of being around the game, but I just feel that sometimes when, when, you, when you're in the game and you're not getting up for certain things and you're getting injuries occurring and stuff like that, it's very hard to, it's very hard to, you know, to, to give your life to go away to camp because I have to go away for training six, seven months a time. And... You know, I take myself out of my comfort zones when I train, but when you, when you sort of lose the will to do that. But, you know, there's certain, there, there, is, there, there is probably certain fights that could get you up to do that. You know, obviously I know it's far between the Canelo rematch, something like that would get me up to do that and another couple of big fights, but they've got to be the right fights for me to be boxing now. Have to be the right fights. Because I'm not interested in being three weight world champion, three times world champion anymore. I'm interested in the car. If I'm going to come back, I'll have one more for the crowd, for the fans, entertainment, and go out on that note. What do your family and uh, close friends want you to do? Uh, my dad, my dad don't really want me to box no more. He says, "Look, you, you know, you've done what you've done. You know, give it, call it a day." He says, "You know, you've done, you've set out to do something, you've achieved everything and plus." And uh, he, he, he's just one of them, he just goes with the flow, he just says, look, don't bother. But I'm my own man and sometimes, you know, some people get down, depressed, go in, everyone gets down and depressed, but sometimes, you know, boxing can pull you out of that. Because there's a, there's a bad side of boxing, there's a good side. You know, the, the good side is when, when you're there where you want to be, you get people all around you and, you know, like promoters, other bits and bobs promising you the world. And then after, it's, 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 you think, ah, oh, dogs, you know? But 
that's the benefit of having like good people around you and I've got some good people around me so I'm not really bothered to fight again but you know it has to be for big money okay so say a fight does materialize and and your team and your family and yourself are all happy with it are you contracted anywhere are you a free agent what, what is the situation Bill can you say well I'm, I'm contracted obviously to the zone but you know I, I go by experience and how people treat me and you know if I was gonna have a fight I would like it to be I would love it to be on Sky to be fair I would love it to be on Sky if I'm gonna have one more 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 UK I'm not worried about worldwide publicity but for the normal UK fans Sky is the platform I, I feel um, the zone obviously is a massive platform as well um, but I would like it to be somewhere connected to Sky if I was going to come back. Sky box office fight? Yeah, okay. definitely. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, obviously, Chris Eubank Jr. is inked to deal with Wasserman and Sky Sports. So, is that a potential one, Bill? You knew I was going to ask about it. I, yeah, I knew, because obviously he surfaced the last few weeks, but realistically, obviously, he mentions my name to keep his name irrelevant, because if he was really worried about fighting the big names, he could have boxed Golovkin back in 2016. Calbrook jumped up two weights to take him on. Um, you know, he could have had numerous other big fights... Um, the only the only two big fights he's took is myself and George Groves and got beaten both. Um, I see something with him saying he's the A side. Um, yeah, that was with me yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I just I, that's the reason why that your Frank Warrens, Eddie Earns, I mean, even his own brother-in-law can't work with him. I've had the conversation sat on the table with all of them. They can't work with him because he's such hard work. You know, and and to be fair, you know, Eddie's the man to make big fights. Everyone knows that. Frank Warren also makes big fights. We've tried to make it with Frank, and you can ask Frank numerous of times. Tried to be fair with him numerous of times, and he just don't want to know. But because he knows, really, like I say, he can afford to be fighting these people who he's fighting now and getting, you know, his underground 150s and just getting seen, you know, getting for him. But there's a difference between A's and B level fighters, and you only learn that through experience. He hasn't beat anybody that's. You know, that's even on the verge of a world title. Well, I suppose your argument is that you're a two-weight world champion. My argument is I beat him the first time. I'm the A-side because if somebody beat me and I could get a rematch, I take less money, I do what I needed to get the fight on. So that's the bottom line of it. I won, you lost. That's it, that's boxing. It happens, mm -hmm. you know? If you want to argue A, if you want to argue A and B side, I can go all, f all for it. My record: 31 fights, 30 wins. His record: two losses. My, my record's one loss. My record also says uh, Southern Era European Commonwealth British two-time two-weight world champion. His record says British champion IBO title. Uh, you know, he just wants to stay irrelevant through the boxing game and you know he's had the, he's had the luck to happen because you know there's, there's plenty of fighters was better than him 
he, he, you know, his feet works like a crippled duck. He went from Roy Jones to whoever he's training with now. Um, I even spoke to Roy Jones on the phone when I was with Coogan, and uh, Roy Jones even told me that he was the words he said was this, and Coogan can even vouch for it. He's like a duck in water with no wings. When was this? This was... This is when he boxed Marcus Morrison? Yeah, and now I was on FaceTime to Roy Jones and that's what he was saying, but unless he's trainer. You know, look, everyone knows the Eubanks is hard to deal with and I can't, my, myself personally, I can't ever see him the fight get made because, you know, he's the A-side. If he wants to be the A-side, let him go and win a world title and prove he's the A-side and he can be the A-side, not a problem. Now that MTK would have to deal with Callis Allen, obviously who he's with, does that make things a little bit easier? I know Callis Allen, he's a nice fella really, I chat to him on the phone, on WhatsApp, we've done a podcast together, um, but I just don't think he knows really what he's got himself into because, look, he's worked with Frank Warren, Frank Warren's kicked him out the door, he's tried with Eddie Earn, Eddie Earn's really said see you later mate, you know, I think that people know how hard he is to work with, but Maybe a change, maybe he's gonna change his tune, maybe if he goes and unifies and becomes this superhero world champion at multiple weights and all these belts he's good enough to win, better than Floyd Mayweather and all stuff like that. He's 32 year old, he's sitting there still with his thumb in his mouth and not about to hold his trousers up. So, you know, I can only really go off in my eyes at the minute and I don't see any superstar there to be fair. I spoke to Callow yesterday and I mentioned the five million figure that you're kind of demanding for that fight. He said that is a little bit off. Um, is five million too high? Look, I've always said it's got, to be, it's got to be good money for me to come back for that fight. Um, for me to go away and, and to get the bit between my teeth because I would never go on another camp again unless I was 100 million percent happy and every single line was dotted and said there I want it. Especially for you know potentially my last one. Um, anybody who's boxed me, you know. Listen, you, I know you know John Ryder. You know all the boys that I've boxed coming for all great fighters. Now we've never had a problem making a fight. You know we've always bum bum done fight in the ring. Best man wins. End of story. You know we. I've always anyone dealing with me knows I'm not hard work. You know a man can ask for an absolute town and take a village, can he? You know it's not what he asks, it's what he gets, but. It's, uh, it's one of them that, to interest me, it's got to be around that number, yeah. Well, if you look at the people you've boxed, Spike, Andy Lee, Lemieux, I mean, Ryder. Look, you know, you can, all, all of them lads, all of them, you know, even, even with Andy Lee, he was world champion, but he played the side, true fighters, really, he wanted the fight, I wanted the fight, and he played the, you know, he came over, he played the B side, and he, he took his role on. And um, and that was it. But you know, ask anyone with me. I'm not even. You can ask my management. You can ask Frank Warren. I've still got a good relation with him. You can even ask Eddie to to affect. I'm not. I may be hard work to him in his eyes about fucking on his tail all the time on his on the phone. But apart from that, business wise, I'm straightforward. I could do a deal on a day. Me. Last one on Junior. I'm just going to get my phone. Out. I don't want to misquote him. Don't want to misquote him. Okay, Chris Eubank Jr. on Billy Joe Saunders. This was to me yesterday. You can't be the A-side with no belt and no credibility. You can't be the A-side if you quit after getting punched in the eye. I would obliterate him. The guy's a fake, a phony, a fraud. I never rated him. What's there to rate? Well, what I'll do is, I will just show you, 
I will just show you something on here. You go and unbox wreck, aren't you? Well, no, what I'm just going to show you is this. Is that what's there to write? Oh, just got one second. This is what there's to write. So if we go on. Show that, yeah. I'll show you one second. So if we go on Eubanks A side, we got 30 fights, 30 bums, two losses. So box rec don't even want to show it. Look. Oh, George Groves, Billy Joe Saunders. That's my reply to that. You know, that's all I can say really because we all know that he's deluded. We heard his dad saying he was gonna be the next Floyd Mayweather. Um He's been to Floyd Mayweather's gym, that's about it, I think. But, um, but yeah, so realistically, look, in my eyes, all the Eubanks are just deluded. Every one of them. There's not a good one amongst them. You know, he's only, like with young Eubank, he was the bright hope, he was no good. There's never going to be another dad. The rest of the sons, he might as well forget about it. The full breeding seed of the Eubanks is. One's chucking in the bin. Is there a final message to Chris Eubank Jr. about that potential fight? Not really, no, because I don't talk to him about business. I'll, I, if I was going to do business, obviously, I'd talk to the Sourlands and my management team. So, not him, no. I've got no message to him whatsoever apart from the, uh, the old loss you've got. Okay. That's on there. We've seen it. Potential other fights, um, obviously you've been linked with Demetrius Andre before, Gennady Golovkin, do you think at this stage of his career... I would like, yeah, do you know what, I've got to respect Golovkin, you know, got to respect him because, you know, the age of what he's at now, and it's sort of a thing now that if I boxed him now, that I would I if I beat him, would I really, would I class it as I beat Golovkin? Would you get the credit is what you're saying? Yeah, you know, but he's a good name, I'm a fan of him. Um, I wanted the fight, come back to her for a year ago, but I've got to respect what he's done, you know, but something like that I would definitely come out for. Um, even an Andrade fight, you know, if we had it in the UK, definitely it could be made. Uh, I don't mind Andrade, he, he talks a bit of shit, doesn't he? But Seems like you're pals at Grenada. Yeah, we are, we're a bit pals, and we? He comes in and I see him and we have a chat and bits and bobs and he FaceTime me and just give him... We never have a friendly chat, that's always just calling each other names. Okay, so Golovkin, Andrade and Chris Eubank Jr. There's your three. Is that is that fair? That's probably the three, yeah. Okay. He had some harsh words as well yesterday for Liam Williams, uh, Chris Eubank Jr. He said that he's he's been snaking around and if they fight he'll get thrown under a bridge. What, what do you think happens between Junior and Williams? I don't know. And I believe that if he he's always sort of swerved that fight with with Williams because to be fair, it's a good it's a good clash of styles. It's a barnstorm of that fight. Yeah, isn't it? Liam comes to fight. You know, he, he boxed Andrade and, and got outpointed and bits and bobs. But you know, he deserves a break. He's got a good trainer, um, and he's in for a shout. But. They don't want to be taking fights who people's in for a shout for, you know? They want to be taking fights that's, you know, 80, 20 in their favour. And that's that's the only reason really why he's relevant. More people like to see him box for him just to get beat, you know? But anyway, that's enough of him. Mm. I do want to ask you about uh, a couple of other things. David A came back and called out Tyson Fury. Oops. Yeah, look, I don't mind David, but, you know, I don't know, I don't know, he's probably got loads of money probably, I don't know, he's probably invested really well in bits and bobs, but 
I hate to see fighters like Evandy Olafield the other day and bits and bobs coming out all now. Like, it's, it's, it's one of them times. And I can understand he was the Tyson Fury fight because of, you know, he's thinking about the money side. He's got beat by Belly twice. Um, you know, but it, I think it's too far gone now. And I don't think Tyson should take that fight because he could get badly hurt. David A. Like he could he, listen if his leg if his leg happens to go look his leg went his ankle went was it his Achilles went Achilles when he boxed um, Bellew Bellew's a great fighter and Bellew Bellew put the finish to him there but if his Achilles we had an injury going in with Tyson Fury's we could potentially see serious injury you know so I wouldn't really want to see that David's done great things for the sport I've been at his big big nights and I'd like to remember it like that you know. Mm -hmm. He's come back, he's had a fight, he's won, and I think that that should be the cap, I reckon. Jake Paul v Tommy Fury? Jake Paul v Tommy Fury, yeah, I think it's another fight that would be an interesting fight. I think that uh, it'd be an interesting build-up, should I say, but there's only one winner there and that would be uh, Fury. You've seen Tommy, obviously, in the gym and stuff. Um, I've heard he can really scrap. Tommy can, I've seen Tommy in some, you know, in some very, very, very good spas that shouldn't be going his own way, and it has done. I don't know sparring, sparring, but you know he's got good breeding in him there, and he's got his dad looking, looking after his after his health and wealth, and that's John Fury. Um, so they're not they're not idiots around the sport. They know, and obviously that it's a big money fight, and you know I think this Jake Paul mentioned him, so rightly so should be on the on the case, and you know boxing's boxing. These young fighters now they all should be fighting each other. You know, they all should be out there fighting each other, and uh, I'd like to see that fight. Well, two fights we are getting is obviously Fury, Wilder Free, and, mm -hmm. and Joshua Usyk. Just a couple of quick breakdowns on them two. Uh, I think that I start with Joshua Usyk first. I think that Derek Chisora showed the strength between a heavyweight and a cruiserweight when they boxed. I remember that. I remember Derek Azor having very, very early success um, early on and, and taking some shots. And you've seen when he tried to push Tyson back like that. You know, Tyson, the second fight was, was different. Tyson broke him down. And, you know, I've seen, I've seen Derek's a strong man though. But I can just only see Joshua, the size of being, you know, how he is, how big he is. If he uses his speed and his strength at times, I can't see it going past eight or nine in Joshua's favour, if I'm honest. Because he's a good boxer if you let him come out and dictate and, and do what he does. But as soon as you put the pressure on him and make him fight, you know, fire with fire at that weight, I just don't think he carries the size. But I think he's an unbelievably, unbelievably technical boxer. I would never write him off. But that's just my opinion. Okay. And your old mate Tyson against Deontay? Tyson and Dante, I think that Tyson put a finish to him in Vegas two years ago. I think that absolutely, because there's one thing that, uh, when they say a puncher's chance, he has always got a puncher's chance, but that's all I'd give him. Um, you know, he, he, you can't, you know, a leopard never changes spots, and no matter who's got training, who's got, and Malik Scott's a great trainer, he's been in there with, with, with all the boys, but, Tyson's is something a little bit different. You know, Tyson's something that no one's been in with, and he's an adapter. So, 
if you're not going to go out there and take, make it a three round fight, put your hands together and just start windmilling in and think, right, it's over in three rounds, otherwise I'm beat. That's the only game plan he has, where Tyson has A to Z. He's proved he can go there and box him for coming off on a big layoff and still out boxing, but the first one was a draw. Then the next fight, he's proved he can take it to him and punch him up. So where really does Wilder go from there? You can only give him a puncher's chance. And it's silly saying that level, at that level, but, you know, Tyson's just a different seed, isn't he, to the other heavyweights, mm. I believe. Well, you've picked Fury and Joshua there. If they do come out on top, do you actually believe that Eddie, Frank and Bob will get that fight done? <coughs> I think that, obviously, that, you know, Tyson's got MTK behind him there to make that fight. And, and I think that MTK is the only company there where both all parties work there so i think that that fight could be potentially could be made and it's too much money not to be made to be fair but in boxing we know that sticky mantries comes along and politics gets involved and this one wants to walk first that one wants to walk out first and all that rubbish but i reckon eventually next year that fight will be made okay next summer all right, Bill, well, I do appreciate your time. I've been trying to get this exclusive for a while. You've been uh, harassing me, to be fair. I think that's saying it lightly. It's harassment. Pestering you. You're like one of these sex pests. Constantly on. Bam, 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 bam. Well, I got you in the end, didn't I? Did so? you enjoy your night out last night? Four o'clock in the morning. Wahey. It's okay, Bill. Where did you go? Uh, rain. Shout out rain in London. Shout out rain. Good man. Good man. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I got you in the end, didn't I? You got me, you trapped me down. <laughs> I do appreciate your For time. Camp manager, you trapped me down. Obviously, Tom is the, the plug, Tom Watts. Shout out Tom Watts. Shout out Tom Watts. Want to shout out anyone? No, I just got to say, obviously, thanks to all the fans and that. And, uh, you know, if I, if I do consider coming back, really, obviously, it's, it's for both our benefits, really, because I would like to go and give them one more to, say, CLR and obviously my management company, MTK. Um, and that's about it, really, mate. That's about it. And obviously yourself. What's that? Thanks to you, obviously. No, thank, thanks to you. What's going on at Arsenal, by the way? Do you know what? <laughs> if you says to me, when was the last Arsenal match? I, I think everybody, this is my opinion, I genuinely think everybody who holds a ticket should boycott Arsenal. That's a strong statement. No, it is. Not turn up at the stadium, leave the stadium empty, that's my opinion. Nobody turn up and just leave it completely bare and empty. It's not great support though, is it? It's not great support, but we need some new players, man. We need a new team. We need a new board. That's what you need. Where, where are we in the league? 17th, 18th? Relegation zone, isn't it? You've scored one Where's goal. Where's Manu? First. Uh, Ronaldo's got more goals. Ronaldo, I didn't, I didn't Ronaldo has got Ronaldo's more goals got... than Arsenal this season. Lukaku's got more goals. How many goals Ronaldo got? Two. How many games he played? One. Oh mate, he's unbelievable though, isn't he? <laughs> he... Yeah, you, listen, you've got to, I've got to give a big shout out to Ronaldo, do you know what I mean? Why don't you come to Arsenal? <laughs> if you want to sit down with camp manager and have a chat with <laughs> Yeah, well, if you want to sit down with camp manager and have a chat, we might better get you to Arsenal. That might entice him to the Gooners, eh? All right, Billy Joe Saunders, IFL TV at the uh, State of... Where's uh, Kogan? He's in Dubai, isn't he? Oh, yes, he is in Dubai. I spoke to him, funny. I had a missed call from earlier on, funny enough. What time was that? Uh... 
Probably would have been at about nine o'clock our time. When you was uh, picking up your horse? When I was jogging my horse out. You're looking for a car as well, aren't you? You put on your Instagram story today. I already know. got a car here, yeah, now I found one. You found it already? That was quick. Robin Malign. Very well. Alright, well the people appreciate this, I appreciate it. We'll speak soon, Bill, alright? God bless you all. Stay safe. Right, we did wrap up, but you've got to mention something quickly, Bill. Yeah, I just want to give a big shout also to MTK Future Ventura, who's got a training camp happening now. Um, well, it's supposed to be run by myself and Tom Little, but he's out there with the lads, all the lads out there, he's reporting back to me. Um, you've got to have six months, obviously, in date for your passport, and it's not. So I tried to renew it, but I can't get a meeting to the end of this month, so next camp I'm on there. But a big shout out, lads. Stick in there. You send me all the videos. Keep the grafting going, and I'll see you soon. Be in touch. God bless you all. Thanks for listening to the IFL TV podcast, sponsored by William Hill, in association with Lonsdale MTK Global. Sports Social Podcast Network.